Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? So indeed what? Uh, so what? What are we here for? We're here to solve your problems and make your lives better because it's our life logistics episode. And here we go. And what a bulging mailbag we've had this week, oh, Sam. I was going to say the same thing, man. We are bulging. Like, yeah. we're almost seeping out like logistical <laughs> questions like, because our like, bag is incapable of housing them all. Like stuff that seeps out the bottom of your bin bag when you go to Ooh, put it outside worst, and you don't know it? what it is. What's that bin, bin juice. juice? Bin juice. Disgusting. I always avoid putting stuff in the bin that could leak the bin juice. And yet, regularly it's there. I don't know what it is. Mate, Probably my kids. Nowadays, there's, I mean, there's not much you can put in the regular bin without having a sense of guilt about yeah, it. Yeah, this is true. If I put yeah. something in the bin now... Mm. I do it in a surreptitious way. I feel nervous because I, I have to look around, see if my wife's nearby, mm. and only then will I put something in the bin. And even then, I'll try and force it quite far down. The main yeah, reason is everything... Oh, you know, that's going to kill a fucking duck or something, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's a fucking... How can a cupcake... How can the fucking wrapper from a cupcake kill a duck, right? It's but, almost like a metaphorical... Um, psychological metaphor you, you're pushing the thing right down in the bin yeah, pushing out it of the like way a, where no like, one else can see it or have to deal with it like I like I push my existential anxiety down <laughs> you, into the pit of my stomach you said that right into your guts you said that not me but well right, I said it so, that's kind of so well. there's that but mm. then also sometimes there's other things I'm hiding because for instance I'll have had a snack Ooh. a snack that no one knew about a secret snack. Oh, so, well, a secret like, snack. Tell me more. During lockdown, there's been quite often a large twelve bagger of Walkers, right, mm-hmm. up in a in a hiding place. That's like I fucking mm-hmm. know where she hides them, right. So sometimes I think, you know, I need a fucking snack, man. I can't wait for the next designated meal. Yeah. So I, I creep and I get some crisps from the bag. Mm. And I fucking guzzle them double quick before, like, my wife comes back downstairs or yeah. doing whatever she's doing. Or one even worse, if the kids see me. Yeah, so yeah. I'll fucking... What I'll do is I'll stuff them all in my mouth right yeah. by the bin so I'm ready yeah. to hide them. Yeah. Stuff, 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 stuff. Bag load. 
three fistfuls of walkers into my gob, down into my guts as quickly as possible. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Then scrap the bag, then open the bin. Then my arm's right down in the bin, trying to cover the bag up with shit in case someone fucking sees it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So whatever way you look at it, I'm I'm never... I never feel relaxed when I'm binning something. Could not could in the you, normal bin. Could you even go a step further and blend the crisps first, i.e., smash them up inside the bag before you open the bag, and then you could just, just pour, pour them it in. all. It's yeah, a good idea, mate. I don't know if I'd derive as much crisp satisfaction from that. No, you wouldn't. I like pouring the last. I like concluding a bag with um, what I call the crumb pour. Right? Yeah, Who doesn't? Of course, it doesn't. But. But that's just... Everyone pretends they don't do it, but they do. Oh, I fucking love it. I mean, a bag of crisps isn't the same without it. But for me, I like to eat a bag of crisps in a structured way. And that, for me, is just a little bit of a bonus that comes at the end, right? Yeah. Um, A whole bag eaten that way? Nah, because then you miss the, like, big mouthfuls of crunch. You do. I was just suggesting it as a a time-saving method if you were in a real hurry. It's not a bad idea. If I'm in a real hurry... I'm in a real hub, but there's always snacks. It's not just crisps, although it is mainly. There's always secret snacks I'm having, things I'm having to hide in the bin, things that I think probably are subject to recycling, but not, you know. Uh, well, here's one. I had one a couple of days ago. I was in the fridge, and I found right at the back of the fridge was a half-used tin of baked beans. Mm. And I've got one of those plastic <laughs> lids that you put on to keep them oh, fresh, good. you know. Yeah. But it had been there for a while, and when I took the plastic lid off and I looked inside, mould. Mold right. on the baked beans, and I thought, well, scrape it do, off. Do I do the right thing here? Do I scoop out the beans into the bin and then wash out the inside of the tin? Because you meant to wash it out. You can't just recycle it unwashed. No, you're the, supposed the recycling to recycle men it. don't want a load of bean juice. You can't recycle well, they, they that. Just, they just get rid of it. It gets sifted and it ends up in landfill anywhere. Fucking hell! This is what happens. They, they sift. There's people who sift our recycling. The recycling dump. I mean, so there's what I mean is it's disgusting for them. I feel bad for them. And it, that actually, now I know that for the, mm. for the, their sake and Mother Earth's sake, mm-hmm, I will be I will be a bit more diligent about washing out my receptacles. Good. It's like I always feel bad if I put a bottle in the recycling bin and it smashes off another bottle and breaks because I think, yeah. oh, the sifter. That's dangerous for the sifter. Well, that's but, what would go back to my broken glass issues that plagued me for earlier in the year, in the early yeah. stages of lockdown. You're not even recycling, though, are you? I was spending all that time wrapping up glass. And yeah. when when my wife was like, why are you spending so much time wrapping up? I was like, because I feel bad. I didn't know that there were sifters at the time. I just felt for the, bad for the bin men mashing up their mm. hands. This glass that you smashed up then, did, you, did it go into the recycling? Uh, don't know oh, what happened to it. What I did was I, I wrapped it up, didn't I, in a bag, yeah, and I put a, a big sign box. on it saying, "In Sharpie pen, broken glass." And yeah, then I just, beware. to be honest, I more or less left it to the to the cosmos, to the bin cosmos. I, I put it out front, and I just thought, "What will be, will be." <sighs> I guess so. I don't know. It's gone now. That's probably the council's refuse department um, slogan. Whatever will be, will be. They've probably Whatever got that be, above the door of their HQ. I would they should have. It's too late now. We're fucked either yeah. way. Well, Welcome yeah, we are. That's it, yeah. to Richmond Council's recycling depot. It's too, <laughs> too late, late now. now, dickheads. <laughs> You're bolting the, bolting the stable... No, what is it? Locking the stable door after the horse after has the bolted, horse bolted since 1993. <laughs> after the glass horse has bolted. Yeah. Yeah, nothing you can do, is there? But yeah, bear in mind the sifters... Can you imagine having that job? 
you wear gloves, obviously, and they'll be, you know, strong. S- gloves. Sifting gloves. S- sifting gloves. Mitts. Where's my fucking sifting gloves gone? <laughs> Who's Adam? Oh, you're not going to take them home. You'll, they'll, you know, they'll be you in, a, check- in your locker. You I have imagine. to check them in and out check every in day. And check them out. They'll mm. have GPS uh, trackers in them. Stop me from taking oh, any sifting like gloves Like if on. you work in a diamond mine, not well, like the dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> the dwarves, one. as we've discussed, the fucking seven dwarves had a diamond mine where there was like, the security was a fucking joke. Ridiculous. But the difference with them, crucially, is that the workers in the diamond mine were also the owners, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a cooperative as far as there I understood it. There was a level of trust it. there, wasn't there? Mutual trust. There was a level trust. of trust. It's like Doc was like, listen, why would you... If you steal diamonds, you steal them from yourself. So makes no sense. But... <laughs> and in, your little dwarf pals were stealing yeah. from each other. In your... Don't fucking do it. In your African diamond mines, fucking yeah. hell. They do a strip search and full cavity search every day, don't they? On your way they out. They do. Unbelievable. You'll get some fellas taking jobs there because they're into that. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to steal diamonds. I just like having my ass looked up with a tube every day on my way up when I clock off. I can't wait till that bell goes. Bring right, pants down, kets down, pants down, bend Legs over, go for, go for your life. You want man out, out up there? Or what I like to do is I like to pretend to them that they're. I act suspicious on purpose because that encourages them to keep digging deeper. <laughs> and the irony is, I've got now up there, but I go, oh, oh, and I make myself sweat and tremble as if I've got a guilty conscience. And that way, sometimes they're up there for fucking ages. 20 minutes they were up there the it. other night. And I'm not getting paid for that 20 minutes, but don't mind. Don't Love mind. They're, pay- they're paying me in pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Wages of pleasure. They're I mean, doing that for me for free, which saves me money because I'd have to pay someone, you know, a lass, yeah. one of the a prosy or someone to do it for us, if not. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. I think they know I'm into it. I've not said, but I, th- I can kind of tell. But if I did tell them, that would spoil it. It wouldn't be fun anymore if they knew. Yeah, I like or to pretend I'm it. in pain. But, you know, a moan of pain is so similar to one of pleasure that it's impossible for them to Such a fine line. to pick up on the nuance of it all. The important thing is I have to hide my erection. <laughs> uh, how did we get to this? Diamond mites. Diamond mites. Something that we've spent a disproportionate Recycling. amount of time talking about. Over the last sort of few We've months, diamond mines. We're obsessed with diamond mines than football since March. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Well, it's a fucking endlessly fascinating topic, isn't it? Diamond oh, mines. I'm going to watch a few more films about gold about um, diamond mines. There's, uh, of course, there's the one with old Leonardo DiCaprio, isn't there? Blood Diamond. Yeah, not seen. I've never it. Se- never seen that one. I might watch that. And I believe there's a 1970s film starring Roger Moore set in a right. gold mine. I'm just going right. to quickly Google that while we carry on with today's emails. Do you think have extended scenes of anal cavity searches in them? Or? Oh, I'd fucking hope so. Maybe it's in the director's cut. Bonus would you features. Like, would you like features. to look up... Hi, I'm uh, a character played by Roger Moore. Would you like to look uh, inside of my rectum? <laughs> would you like to check it for diamonds or lump nuggets of gold? Would you like me to lean forward slightly and uh, lean against this wall with my palms outstretched? <laughs> While you oh, it's called me, gold. Anally? Oh my god! 
I'm going to fucking watch the shit out of this film. What's it called? Gold, Gold is a 1974 British Gold. thriller film starring Roger Moore and Susanna York. Whoa. And directed by Peter R. Hunt. It was based on the 1970 novel Goldmine by Wilbur Smith. Oh, Wilbur Smith. Oh, Wilbur Smith. <laughs> Moore, plays, Rod, Moore plays Rodney Rod Slater. <laughs> Sounds Rod. like an episode of the fucking, what do you call it, Jeffrey Chichester dossier. <laughs> plays Rodney Rod Slater, general manager of a South African gold mine, who is instructed by his boss, Steena Bradford mm. Dillman, to break through an underground dike into what he is told is a rich seam of gold. Break in there. There's a load of fucking gold in there. Right. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, he falls in love with Steena's wife, Terry, played by York. Oh, Terry. <laughs> in the United States, the film was only released as part of a double bill. Right. It looks wicked. Wait till you see the poster. It'll blow your mind. Okay, so that's today's Mind Chat. Mind Chat feature <laughs> covered. <laughs> now... Can you believe this life logistics email we've had from one Joanne Bagshaw, which is about oh wanking? Yes. I bet this blew your mind. I, I looked at it. I assumed, oh, this is it's from, from a man. Matt, from a Clearly. dirty man, but it's, it's not from a man. dirty lady. Yeah. Um, mm. Well, as someone who's renounced... Oh, I know in a minute. As she sent this because she's trying to lure us into calling her a dirty lady. And that's oh. just what she wants. Well, yeah, like a diamond miner might, yeah. like someone who signs up to work as a diamond miner just to fucking so. satisfy their perverse desires. Right, Joanne Bagshaw writes this: Dear Nifty and Andy, very simple question: Is it okay to wank over the recently bereaved? <laughs> I feel, and he said deceased. Feel feel a bit sordid ah. because the person is sad, but it doesn't change the fact that they're sexy. Many thanks. <laughs> Lady Super comes to sexy. Joe, I have S Platinum, P.S. I have an ice cube in my mouth. Right. Well, I think mm. this is, I don't know. I mean, you know, my wanking days are long behind me. So I've almost forgotten the ethics I had, the personal internal ethics I had around wank subjects. Oh. I, I did have them, but only loosely. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of shit goes fucking flying out the window when you're in, a, in the midst of not, a wank frenzy. Not literally. No, well, it, has, fly it, has, it has been known. It has I, that's twice. I, I used to always shut the windows first. In my wanking days, yeah, I would sort of have certain rules. Secure the windows. Yeah, I mean, there'd be practical things that I needed to arrange. This is one of the reasons I gave up. I think once you get past a certain age, the amount of prep work you have admin. to do. Oh, <laughs> so much admin. admin. Like, you have to get so mm. much sorted out, and then there's the clean-up. No, mm. no, no thanks. Can't be bothered. I've got enough not stuff on it. the plate. Just not worth the hassle. Such a hassle. We were talking yeah. the other day. I bumped into a mate when I was out, and we uh, there was three of us, all men in our 40s, and one of them made a, a joke, a, you know, a pathetic joke about a wanking. A rude joke? Mm. Yeah. I was like, shut up with your wank bants, right? But I said, to be honest, lads, I just can't be bothered. And then everyone in the end admitted that yeah. You know, a lot of the time at our age, you get halfway through and you're just like, it's not worth it. It's not like, I can't be bothered. I just can't. This is a waste of fucking time. It's undignified. It's boring. It's exhausting. And the I end could be. The product isn't worth the amount yeah, of effort just not, that needs to be put I'm in. not seeing the crucial ROI, return on investment. Yeah. Right. Uh, what, it's like the reason I gave up drinking. It's like you go through all this effort. 
and then at the end of it, you just feel a bit shit about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, the true. only good thing about wanking was this, is that it's free. Mm. Uh, but so what? Anyway, so I don't, feel, I don't feel I'm particularly well qualified uh, for this. My, my question about this is, is this recently bereaved uh, target, if you like, or subject, whatever <laughs> you would call target. them? Like target. <laughs> target yeah. or subject, uh, are they known to Joe or is it someone in the public domain? A third party mm. wank, if you like. Oh, hang on. Who do we know? What public figure has recently been bereaved? Well, I don't know. This is what I'm thinking. Well, let's think about it. There's been a few celebrity deaths recently, I think. Yeah. Who, Mainly who? singers. John Prine, the singer, he died recently. Uh, I don't know what his wife or, or, or partner looks like. Uh, who else has died uh, recently? died this year? Hang on, I'll have a look. Celebrity deaths... Because a few people, unfortunately, died from COVID, I think. What are we in, in June? In, yeah. in, in the States and stuff. Celebrity deaths, June 2020. Then we can work out how fit their um, um, other halves were. June. Oh, I, God, there's been quite a few. Uh, none particularly famous ones, though. Would you say... Look at. Okay, here's the best way to test it, right? Here's the best way to answer the question of Joanne Andy when mm. Mike Smith tragically died mm. whenever it was it was a few years ago now at least three years mm. ago right it was really sad I, you know we've talked about Mike Smith before on the show he was a great broadcaster and and from what we know a lovely man as well and it was really sad because he died too young did you observe a moratorium on thinking sexual thoughts about the widow green uh, no, if anything, it spurred me on further. Because it reminded you of her existence, didn't it? Yeah. She was at the forefront of your mind. Yeah. Exactly. Also, it reminded of me uh, kind of dressing for a funeral as well, all in black and that. Like, like the Scottish oh. widow from oh, the advert. Like, like Michael Hutchins' wedding. Now, uh, funeral. I know that you hate Michael Hutchins. Let's not go back down that road again, right? But, but we are talking about wanking, and of course... Well, it's all tied in, isn't it? It's all tied of, in. Yeah. But... Um, Michael Hutchinson's wedding when Helena Christensen fucking mm. Kylie Minogue Paula Yates all of them fucking loads of them all turned mm. up in their sexy funeral attire the cheeky cunt anyway uh, yeah so yeah. you didn't I, I think that I think what we're talking about here I think you know Andy's kind of got to the bottom of it Joanne is that of course this person is at the forefront of your mind right because you're thinking of them because you're a kind, sympathetic person and you know that mm. they've gone through a very bad time. So you're thinking about them a lot. But as a result of thinking about them a lot, your minds have turned, your your thoughts have turned to matters of of sex and, and so forth. matters. Earthier yeah. matters. And so matters it's naturally feel this way. And I don't think it's disrespectful. I would say no. crack on. Yeah, I would, I would say crack on as well. I, w- I would advise against telling the person that you've done that. Uh, I at would, least, at I least never a, would do that for, to anyone. For a while, I think. anyway. I mean, you'd never know when it's going to come up, Sam. There yeah, might be a situation in the future where Joe has to think, do I tell this person now that I wanked over them shortly after they were bereaved? You, you can never say never. You can never say never. Life takes us on some strange twists and turns. Right, right. There's a note to that effect. It, it's winding path. I, so, have uh, a com- I have a confession to make to you. Now that we're lovers... I visualised you 
it during masturbation, not long after you were bereaved. <laughs> <laughs> and I found it most stimulating. Let me say, satisfying. But the satisfaction yeah. was offset somewhat by a uh, sense of guilt. I, I think, uh, I, yeah, I think crack on, crack basically, on. is right. uh, all we could say. Jalapeño. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Jalapeño. We've got one on the Twitter here, which I'm looking at from uh, the Dadster one. And he says, lazy ass problem. My eight-year-old really wants his R2-D2 light-up teddy that he's not given a single thought about for years. Can't remember if I sent it to a charity shop or stuck it in the loft. Had a look for it. Look in inverted commas. Uh, Couldn't see it. Do I A, buy a new one, or B, look properly? Now then, I would say, if you're in the loft, look properly. Because you're going to find all sorts of other stuff you've forgotten about probably that was in your loft that you'll find useful or amusing Mm. or, you know, stimulating almost. There might be some wank fodder up there, I don't know. (laughs) But there's never... Loft wanking. Loft wanking, yeah. There's never that's a separate separate episode. That's There's another BBC two excuse. format we should make a note of. You could do yeah. I can see that in the daytime schedule with that Martin <laughs> what's his name? Uh not Martin Lewis money saving expert, although he'd be good. Uh, hi, I'm Martin Lewis. Uh welcome to <laughs> Loft we, Wank. As we all know, wanking is free. So uh, why not make the most of it? Do it your loft. Britain's heading for what's said to be its worst recession. Since records began, holidays are off, and so are other luxuries like gym memberships or trips to the cinema. <laughs> Question is, how do we Brits keep ourselves entertained during this new era of austerity? How can we One get word, as much wanking? How can we get as much bang for our buck as possible? I'm <laughs> here to help you. Wanking's free. What isn't free is a place to wank in. But have you ever thought of converting your loft into a wanking compound? <laughs> What we do is we present this, obviously, mm. uh, and we get them to show us around the loft first. We get them to discuss yeah. their source material. And then, <laughs> and then, sort of 20 minutes into the episode, we <clears throat> see them going up into the loft and the, the hatch closing, and we just wait downstairs. And wish, <laughs> wish them luck. 
be a celebrity. Martin's been up there for Martin's been up there for forty five minutes. We've heard a little bit of banging and screaming, but since then, complete silence. Silence. <laughs> Should we be worried? And of course, a little clock will go forward, fast forward tick on the tock, screen to show how long he's been tick up there. Tick it's now been three hours. We're starting to get worried. So Sam's going up a stepladder to see if he's okay. Martin, <laughs> you all right, mate? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop a nap. I'll be down in a minute. <laughs> he says he's fine. At least he's not dead. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then we'll we'll do like a debrief afterwards with them and they can talk us through it. How was it? Yeah, because yeah, you could get, yeah, you know, and then we'd discuss costs or different ways. We'd get that bloke from Grand Designs on and he could tell us about, you know, smart ideas to convert your loft yeah. for for wanking purposes. Yeah. It'd be an all-encompassing sort of short, wouldn't just be, be just like, about the wanking. It would be the lifestyle loft, more than the My act. loft at my self-built converted barn in Suffolk has an entirely wiped-down loft. <laughs> <laughs> Right. With a plumbing system and drainage in the corner mm. of the room. No clean-up required. <sighs> when my parents died in a yachting accident five years ago, I used the inheritance they'd left me to convert my attic, which hitherto had been used just to store junk, into a state-of-the-art wanking facility. I knew it's what my mom and pop would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> a masterporium. Uh, Great. <laughs> <laughs> that's the boy like from Roman times yeah uh, yeah, yeah. as that's this mosaic at the old Roman bath shows uh, right Gra- Graham Clark we? Graham Clark hang on we haven't, we haven't come oh. to a conclusion have we that was my goodles problem about whether he should uh, go up and try and find the light up teddy or buy a new one like I said go up and have a proper have a look fucking look around first look. if you can't find it buy a new one yeah there you are I mean, Graham, see if you can Graham, string it out because the kid might have forgotten about it this time next week. Yeah, and he'd get him something else, like a lightsaber. Yeah, something age-appropriate. Graham Clark says, Evening, you beauties. I'm being a greedy cunt. I've got two points I would like addressed. I need some help. I've got two kids. He's about... Fucking hell. He goes into a right life story here. Right, don't care about that bit, mate. First question. Have you got any advice on how I can keep my shit together when I continually get kicked in the... Pecker, I think he means Willie, by the youngest kid and gets screamed at to shut it if I tell the oldest not to do something politely. Right, the oldest is four. So if he tells his oldest not to do something politely, he goes, excuse me, could you not paint on the walls? The four-year-old goes, shut it! (laughs) Right. I've got to kick you in the pecker. I'll get the other one to kick you in your cock. (laughs) <laughs> again right so I don't know what to tell you there mate I don't believe in giving other parents advice because it's a fucking minefield all how, kids are hang different on, hang on how can a two year old kick a standing man in the pecker when he's uh, well he doesn't say standing he might be sat there well the answer is to stay standing as much as possible Grim keep kick on your back feet in keep his, nimble keep agile kick him back in his knob see how he likes it <laughs> tiny little knob secondly booked in for the snip or this is one for you Andy but has been delayed due to some pandemic or something Mm. I'm shitting myself to go ahead with it not only because my tadger oh he's got a load of silly names for his knob hasn't he is like a budgie's tongue and the thought of having it slumped in a heap for the good people at the hospital to see gives me the absolute fear (sighs) 
Any help, guidance, personal anecdotes to help me out here. Much love to you and yours, Graham Clark, well, Scotland. I mean, Graham. I mean, who cares the, the, if they see your people, cock? Exactly. Rule number one in life, as I told someone yesterday, do not ever give a fuck what anyone thinks about you. Or what of, you your, of your willy. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically the willy. Yeah. Or Tadger. Or Pecker. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Grim, these people are professionals. They do this. It's almost like a conveyor belt system they've got going. Where the amount just, of cock uh, they have to uh, set eyes. Oh, they've seen it God. all. Oceans of cock. You, it's just a, they've seen every cock type of cock. After another. Um, and You wouldn't even... You wouldn't, mate. You think yours is weird. Yours probably won't even be in the top 50 weirdest cocks no, they've seen. Of course not. Of course not. Uh, and show me a cock... That's it. That's all I'm saying. Show me a cock. <laughs> Show me a cock that doesn't look fucking weird yeah. and quite disgusting. Yeah, the ludicrous thing. Especially when flaccid. I mean, no no one is looking at a flaccid cock and going, oh, look at that beautiful cock. They all look stupid, mate. Come on, get over it. You're 33 yeah. years old. I think that's quite young for the snip, mate. You never know. Well, you might break up with your wife, meet a younger girl, and she might be desperate for kids. So, But you can I then have think, it reversed. Uh, how do you broach that conversation with his current wife, though? She's just got to tell her straight. Listen, what I'm thinking is... What I'm, I, I I'm get what you mean. this might not work out long term. So, we, you know... You know, on the one hand, yeah, we're going to save a packet on Johnny's, right? Because they are not fucking cheap, right? But, and plus, <sighs> I hate the way they feel, right? I don't get enough satisfaction when I'm wearing one. But, that said... You can never, ever be sure that this that anything will last forever, including this marriage. So for that reason, no, I want you to get a coil fitted instead. <laughs> Keep the options open and save money at the same time. Yeah, two two bits of advice there, Graham. Keep on your feet so you don't get kicked in the nuts by your, uh, your two-year-old. Mm. Secondly, get over yourself because there's nothing special or ridiculous about your cock, I imagine. It's just a cock. Uh, Andrew <laughs> Renison. idea. There's nothing special or ridiculous about your cock. Yeah. Andrew Renison. He sent us a YouTube video, which is to do with something else. Uh, but I'm going to ignore that because he's got a logistics problem as well. He says, I've just got a new Danish girlfriend who Ooh. being Danish. Yeah, exactly. Who being Danish is a lovely champagne socialist. Great. Is that, Danish, is that how the Danish are? Uh, yeah, all the scandals are like that. She has a weird romantic ideal of the British working classes all sleeping on cobbles and shitting in buckets. Mm. How can I convey there is also a sense of fun and community of weirdos that makes working class being working class in the UK really great? Well, I've looked at his video. I don't know if you've seen it, Andy. I haven't watched it yet, no. It is fucking hilarious. Good. Right? I'll tweet it later. Right. Um, and it's a geezer who has the exact same voice that we do for Roy Race and pretty much every other thing or person <laughs> we ever do because we're so lazy, right? Yeah. But this is the real deal. This is a man who speaks that way and he is walking a giant bird, right? Right. And down a fucking street in a northern town mm-hmm. and these lads pull up, they slow down as they're driving past. They wind down the window and go... What the fuck's up with you, mate? You're walking a fucking... He goes, what do you mean? And he goes, what do you mean, what do we mean? You're walking a fucking ostrich along the street. And he goes, <laughs> it's an emu, you cunt. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to, I guess, send a message to her or convey, you know, the elements of uh, 
working yeah. class fun, earthy working class humour that mm. you that you seem to be um, enamoured with. I would just show her that video, mate. You've answered your own yeah, question. Yeah, it's all there. Yeah, pretty much. I don't show Assume- any videos of, of of protests in London over the weekend or anything like that. that no, that's just show her the fucking emu, for. man. Show the emu, yeah. Mm. Well, well done, though. Da- a Danish champagne socialist girlfriend sounds yeah. perfect. Well done there, yeah. Anything yeah. else going on? Is that it? Uh, indoor power struggle. What? Uh, this is from on the TFTM Gmail account. All right. I heard okay. Sam use the term power struggle when talking about his kids learning to ride a bike. As a new parent, that term really sums up my situation with the in-laws, particularly the dad. He's, al- he's already a hard man to get on with as he refuses to have any banter, despite liking football. Mm. <laughs> I do like football, but I'm not prepared to engage in banter about it. Next question. Like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For example, when lockdown first started, I said to him, it'll be funny to see what happens with Liverpool and the title, eh? Pretty basic opener, but fine. He replied without looking at me, I'm more concerned with the inevitable strain on the health service. <laughs> oh, oh, fucking hell. What a cunt. All right, I'm very much oh, on your man. side now, Craig. My son isn't old enough to walk or talk yet. <laughs> Pathetic. But already the power stick... <laughs> What a pathetic child. But already the power struggles have begun. In fairness, they began when we got a dog, when my father-in-law decided that he was the next Dr. Doolittle and started to turn winning the dog's affections into a huge pissing contest. Yeah, I know what you mean. He's now taken this approach with my son, and it's something that is only going to get worse. I know this situation. I've seen it. It's annoying. Anyway, I feel like no one warned me about this happening. Well, why should they? Maybe I was not... But my in-laws have gone from pleasant, harmless old folk who we would see every month or so into power-playing mad cunts. The father-in-law has adopted a new persona of calm-down pussycats. Grandad is here to save the day every time he walks into the fucking house. Yeah, that, this sounds really annoying. In short, I'm quite frankly dreading years of dealing with the in-law power struggle. I would usually avoid any nonsense like this, but obviously this is not possible with close family. I'm trying to have a laissez-faire <laughs> attitude towards it and would not usually let it wind me up but it's impossible for it not to boil my piss. Any advice? Welcome. Wow. Well, I think I'll, I'll, I'll beep out his name because I'm not sure I want his name to be broadcast because that's a very specific uh, query. I would say emigrate, mate. Emigrate mm. Australia now. I that, think, that's it. I think we're on your side. That is, you're not imagining that being annoying. It really is annoying. Yeah. Tasted it a little bit myself. But do you know what, mate? Don't worry about it because... This is, you've got to understand, this is to do with them. This is to do with your father-in-law. It's not to do with you, right? It's his problem, isn't it? So yeah. it's his problem. He needs, oh, you know, he needs validation, doesn't he? And he needs approval and he needs, he needs, needs right to be he needs to be perceived in a certain way because of his own, who knows what, his own insecurities, right? He's trying to lord mm. it up over you. If you really think about that, it's a bit pathetic and pitiful for a man of his it age, is. right? His age, he should be more relaxed and more comfortable in his own skin than he is, but he's not. Mm-hmm. The, the The worst thing you can do is play into his hands by seeming, even on any level, to react to it or compete mm-hmm. with him, right? I sometimes think, quite a smart move is, if you can't ignore it completely, because obviously that is advisable, but I understand it's easier said than done, I would sometimes just fucking play up to it. When people are like that, it's sometimes best to just sort of almost 
call their bluff and go let them oh, let them do it help them let out them do it exaggerate it go oh here yeah. he is super dad like but not yeah. even sarcastically just fucking keep heaping him with praise that sometimes kill him with can kindness con- yeah and they just sometimes stop because ultimately mm. he probably does want a bit of a reaction from you do you know what I mean? Um, he wants a reaction from you and you just can't give it to him. But either way, it will die out. Because I tell you what, right? When a kid comes along, everyone, including parents, are falling over themselves to show how they're the experts, right? When I had my first kid, I was, I, I think looking back, I was very keen to demonstrate to uh, other people in my family what a hands-on, capable, willing father I was, right? Mm. Uh, I really had it in mind I didn't want to be one of these dads which I'd seen before who were a bit like oh I don't fucking know I'll let the missus take care of it right so yeah, I never yeah. chose to that be but you really uh, in a way I look back and I think oh you know I, I, I worked too hard for that so I was too concerned with other people's perceptions yeah. But the, and then by the time a second came along I wasn't that bothered anymore and to be honest having kids fucking wears you down right it Definitely. wears you down and and all the best intentions soon fly out the window. It's very much like wanking rules in that sense. <laughs> it's like, you know, all the best intentions fall by the wayside because you are, it's like the Mike Tyson phrase, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. You might have a parent in plan, but once you're in there, it's like being in the fucking trenches or in a boxing ring, right? It's fucking chaos, right? And you just have to get on with it. And it wears people down. They get exhausted and exasperated so quickly that your grand, your your father-in-law at the moment is like, oh, hey, I'm so all over this. I'm so capable and I'm going to really belittle you by showing how brilliant I am at it. He will get fucking bored and knackered quicker than you, right? And when he does, <laughs> he will stop doing all this shit and you will sit back and laugh because he'll have said in the first instance, well, I always take the little, what's he got, a little son, I think. I always take him out. We, me, we have we have grandpa time every Wednesday, and every Wednesday I never miss it. We go out, mm. don't we? And we play football, and then we go for an ice cream, right? Fucking, let's see how you're doing with that six months in, cunt, right? When you <laughs> mysteriously stop fucking turning up because it's yeah. boring, you shitless, and makes you almost depressed to spend those long afternoons with a child, right? Then you'll be the one fucking laughing because you'll still be there for your kid. So. What I'm sort of saying is, try not to react. It will pass. The bloke will get bored of his ludicrous act. There you go. Top advice there from a man who has lived lived out loud. <laughs> lived um, out loud. That's it from this episode. Uh, we'll be back with more Life Logistics next week, so get your questions in, because we are here to help. We are, uh, and we well have helped money. demonstrably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks to everyone that sent uh, questions in as well. That's it. We'll be if back with more If you got your time. question answered and you think it was of a particularly good standard that really helped you please get back in touch and let us know so we can do updates oh, oh, and also add, feel add free us. to make extra review donations us. review us on Trustpilot we'll, we'll add us <laughs> onto there and you could review us uh, what I'm hoping is is that which do you subscribe to which the consumer advice know. service wait it's fucking good but I am um, I think that it would be really great if we could get a review in which if they did like right. five best yeah. advice podcasts. Well, that's something to aim for, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I've tried to wrap this episode once. I'm trying again now. Uh, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Now, let me tell you about a dream I had last night. <laughs>